Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howe and I'm here as always with Chris Gladden. What's going on, Chris? How we doing? Pretty good. And we've also got Ryan Gassinger here with us from Orcs, which is Ohio River Valley Cosplayers. What's going on, Ryan? Oh, not a whole lot, guys. I'm glad to be here and fun to hang out with you guys. Uh, glad to have you in the crib. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Um, this month, we've been trying to kind of have every show uh, have a guest on it to kind of talk about Supercon, talk about the role they're going to play. Um, and so, obviously, uh, we had Aaron McGahee from A Nerd Like Me, and, and we talked with him about everything our group's going to be doing. Uh, we talked last week with Mason Berry from Cardinal Gaming, talk about what they're going to be doing. So, we obviously, you're going to play a big part of the convention. So, uh, we wanted to have you on and kind of talk about that a little bit. Absolutely, guys. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this new con coming into town. It's uh, been a long time coming. We've had a, a few cons here in the past that have either failed or fell short, and really, you know, nothing at at this level, nothing this big. So. No, it's not seemed like it. And I'm, you know, we we we're obviously super excited, and you're super excited. Um, so first, let's let's get a little background on what Orcs is and how you started it, and just kind of tell us a little bit about the cosplay thing. Sure, man. I've actually I've been into cosplay since about 2013, doing it on a regular. Basis going to cons and just doing closet cosplays and then got really serious about it in 2015 uh, got with a few buddies of mine and we were at you know a comic convention we were like man we really love this it's so much fun interacting with people and we would kind of get little groups together and you know it just kind of grew from there and uh, we had a bonfire one night and we were like you know what if we turn this into a thing yeah um, that's but, shit yeah why not exactly exactly so um, buddy of mine Joe Parrish and I we both started collecting cosplayers, quote unquote, uh, to kind of recruit people. Yeah, yeah. We started out with about fifty people. Um, oh wow! And that was twenty fifteen. That's still uh, a lot, though. I it, mean, realistically, uh, if, when you think about it locally, I mean, you get fifty people in one area. It's going to look a lot, yeah. like a lot of people. Um, so we started with fifty people, uh, kind of you know just doing helpful hints, tips, tricks things like that um to get people really into the cosplay community because unfortunately it was it was really toxic and uh, almost vicious uh at one point um in the rpf which is the replica prop forum uh is where a lot of people would go for tips and tricks and advice but people would just be ruthless there and just break people down and we wanted we wanted something where we could have positivity and a place to come um you know where you could be accepted and anybody can cosplay and if you had questions you didn't feel like you were going to be judged or broken down um so that's really what started orcs and then the origin so story. was that the replica prop forum the actual forum or the facebook group or? yeah it was the facebook group mm-hmm. um which they had their own page and everything they're they're kind of their own entity and, right um and that's actually grown a lot too as far as you know people being more receptive mm-hmm. you know things like that but. yeah i know i'm in that group and uh I, I don't really post much in that group um and i don't really read a lot of stuff on there but i see a lot of awesome a lot of awesome cosplays on that on that page and and even uh props you know i mean i guess that's where it started was with props and uh i mean it's it's pretty amazing what kind of talent is out there yeah uh, people are amazing even even locally here in our group uh, incredible to see what people can whip out um you know, one of our our guys is uh, John Marks. There, he did the Iron Giant. That's also going to be at SuperCon. Awesome! It, I, do, I remember like seeing cool, the picture yeah, for 20, that. Yeah. Twenty five feet or something like it's that. Nuts, it's, yeah, it is insane. So to it's see the it close. it's the torso of it. It's is actually it? the head, neck, that? and hand. Okay, so uh, you can actually stand in the hand, and it looks like he's like holding it, holding you up to his face. That's so, awesome. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> 
got tons of other really really talented people that are going to be there supporting us being in, you know at our booth at all of our panels and stuff like that it's going to be pretty sweet that does well, sound sweet. awesome um so before we go on into a little more uh, we, we kind of got to talk about the the elephant in the room for everybody and it's unfortunate but stan lee passed away this week yeah rest yeah. in peace um which i think for really um obviously the nerd community but really anybody that i don't know i feel like anyone from the ages of i don't even know what to describe it as so many people are affected by it mm-hmm. i was trying you know trying to narrow it down to these people care and these people don't it's so hard because i mean the pretty man, sure anybody who's seen a marvel movie is gonna know who stanley is right. just I, mean, from right. cameos. I mean he's been around for 95 years that's what i mean so even your grandmother pr- that, probably knows who stanley because when is. did yeah when did i mean who knows when when someone started reading marvel comics right mm-hmm. i mean you know, these people that are that are affected could possibly be you know 30 40 50 years 60 years worth of work 70 mm-hmm. years worth of work i don't know when it, when chris you probably know have a little bit better history of, of the whole thing i mean uh, when, when were really the first stan lee comics i mean we watched that little thing and he said that the fantastic four were kind of his mm-hmm. his first foray yeah, late into, 30s into superheroes is when he really started to step into taking that role over that's crazy man yeah so right before world war ii is what we're talking about i mean you know um the the original captain america comics uh were built were propaganda basically for world war ii i mean the, right i think the first ever comic was uh him punching hitler in the face oh <laughs> well i guess that would work yeah um, that's a solid way to come come in you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bring it right to everybody's face exactly. there. It's like, you know what? We're not really going to tolerate this, and this is what we think about it in a comic book form. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it's it's to me, it's real sad. I mean, obviously, in the last probably 10, 10 12 years, you, his his legacy has exploded even right um, in popularity, and I don't think he ever dreamed probably when he was writing that first Fantastic Four comic. It's so funny that you say legacy because, you know, when you think about a comic book writer and, and how he affects, you know, people in, in the general public, you wouldn't think that somebody that just writes comics would be no. a legend. No, and, and that's something exactly. I posted, you know, the other day that, you know, what makes Stanley a legend to you? And I had a ton of responses, and, you know, I have my own personal stories. I met him a couple times at Comic-Cons. Oh, wow and he is just so genuine and down to earth he's not like one of those guys that's like go away kid you're bothering me yeah it's like oh you really enjoy everything that i did he, he cares about the fans absolutely Here, just i know the the podcast can't see this but this is the picture of captain america number one yes i mean it's i think it's pretty awesome i mean obviously he wasn't the one that did the art for that but it's still pretty oh yeah pretty amazing i mean um, you know, Stan Lee, in, in one of his interviews, he, he said that he never thought what he did was that important. So, I mean, it's kind of that's probably why he's able to like maintain that kind of humility and that like approachable attitude is that he's just writing comics. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he didn't think that he was really changing culture, which yeah. is, ex- I mean, 100% what he did. Um, and even the, the fact that, I mean, realistically, we probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Right. If nerd culture and all this stuff didn't grow to the point where it was, we were talking about it and and, and being who we were, you mm-hmm. know, and, and celebrating that, and we get to network and meet people that like the same thing. Absolutely, and and that's the thing too is you got you were talking about propaganda with Captain America. Um, you go even you know later than that when we you know had the civil rights movement and he came out with X Men. Yeah. And you have Magneto, you know, representative of. Um, Malcolm X, and then you have uh, Professor X, who's actually like Martin Luther King, and it's incredible how he worked that message into the group. Um, and you know, X Men evolved 
with culture. I mean, you see the 80s, they had like storms looking like punk rock. And right. Yeah, you get that little piece of culture that's brought into every single comic, and mm-hmm. it's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been, you know, I've never been a big comic reader, um, but I've always been more, you know, I've watched the X-Men TV series growing up in the 90s. Damn. Um, yeah, I know. that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's still, it's crazy to think what, what he spawned, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, from what like one little thing, and it's grown into something so big and so impactful, and it's just insane. And without these characters, where would cosplay be today? Oh yeah, right. No kidding, right? Yeah. Um, and, and just the design, the, the creativeness, the being yourself—I mean, all that kind of stuff—and making it mainstream. I mean, I don't know about you, but I guess for me, I mean, cosplay really got has gotten huge in the last two or three years. I would say. Yeah. It existed before then. Like I remember back in oh shoot. Um, probably like 2000, 2005. I'm, I'm trying to think when that was. That was when 2005 was when episode three, came, Star Wars episode three came out. So that was when I went to my first convention. Um, and I remember seeing the stormtroopers in the 501st. And so like cosplay existed at that time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can actually go back to the seventies where they were doing, you know, the, they weren't like full on conventions, but you'd have people that were dressing up in Star Trek uniforms. And oh, I'm sure it's been around, right? I'm just, I'm trying to think like when, when it really was play. Right. When, when did it become a thing? When did you start seeing it celebrated? When did you start seeing cosplay celebrities and things like that? Right. Yeah. And that's only been in the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you say cosplay celebrities, it makes me think of professional cosplayers and yeah, that's what I, that's, yeah, exactly. And that really has just been, you know, a, a really recent movement, I should say, because it is a movement. It's, um, you know, when somebody gets so popular and so many followers that you got, you know, Jessica Negri, who's got, you know, millions of fans. Like, that's movie star level. Yeah, that, it really that, is. And and you can appreciate that. So Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to me. And I mean, I think it's good for everything. But I mean, if we if we really think about it, I don't think any of that would be where it is today without Stanley. Um, so I well, obviously rest in peace uh it's really disappointing i I think um hopefully the franchise is in good hands i think it's moving forward well and i think he'll be always be remembered in a positive way um at least i know for me he will be yeah absolutely like you said uh the legacy will live on and he will go down as a legend that's that's there's no doubt about that Um, anything you want to say before we we switch topics one thing i was i was going to bring up and i mean not to take anything away from stan lee but a lot of people don't know who jack kirby is Mm -hmm. um he was basically the comic artist yeah uh, for jack lee's time and you know he was what I say, Jack Lee? Yeah, Jack Kirby, <laughs> Stanley. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, and you know, of course, uh, Jack Kirby added um, quite a bit to what comics are today. Um, he really focused on motion. Um, he really focused on adding an almost 3D feel to comic books. So, you know, a lot of them would just have this 2D feel where you, it's like you just cut a plane out of this picture where. You know, he started adding that uh, that sense of depth by having like you know a, a superhero flying with the you know the small foot in the back and the giant hand up front. Um, you know, and and they were you know they were a big part of comics together. So I think it's really important to to mention Jack Kirby, and he passed away, um, I believe, is in '94. Okay, so that's that's probably why we didn't really see too much about him. There was kind of a falling out between. 
uh, Jack Kirby and Marvel and stuff like that. It's probably another reason why we don't. A lot of people don't really know who he is. But I don't think you can mention uh, Stan Lee's legacy without also talking about Jack Kirby. Well, sure. I mean, that, he's part of it, obviously. Um, it's it's a team, right? So Stan was obviously responsible for the characters and the story and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But there's a very visual element to that right. too, and, and yeah, especially Stan, in comics. You know, yeah. Well, it, well, in anything, movies. I mean, cosplay. What would cosplay be without the visual aspect? Right. Right. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be. You know. Exactly. I mean, if we didn't have that excellent costume design, then we wouldn't be able to make excellent costumes. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So I think um, it's not just about a story. There's you know, the visual aspect of it. And sometimes you see things with an impressive visual aspect, but have zero story behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's pop- can, those things can be popular, too. I think people like the visual Bowser. aspect. I mean, if... <laughs> yep. if if it weren't for the visuals there, it would just be a book and mm-hmm. you'd have to use your own imagination, but somebody created that world for you to live right. in. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's all very important, I think. And, and it's, you know, Jack Kirby obviously played a big piece in that puzzle. Um, so yeah, I mean, rest in peace to both of them. It, it kind of sucks, you know? Um, yeah, two legends. I mean, the other thing is, is like, you know, it, will anybody ever fill that? I know. And that's in? what I was going to say. I you was know. just literally thinking that in my head is, can you ever like, will there be a next version of that? In may, I mean, is video games that medium now? Like, what, like, because that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, like you don't really have something like comics. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there will never be another comic artist that that spawns something like Stan Lee did because comics are not that popular, and they they probably won't be ever again. Yeah. So what there might be, you know, maybe we have to look at it. What, what's that next medium going to be where somebody makes something so popular mm-hmm. to have such a big impact? And I, video games would be my, like the thing that pops to my head. Are there are there any other current um, you know pop culture figures that that kind of stand out? You know, the only person that I can really think of that was very influential for his time is Todd McFarlane. Um, you know, and obviously he's still around um, and he's wanting to make his own movies. Um, and he's you know you know with with Stanley not being around, maybe you know we'll see more Todd McFarlane. <clears throat> you know, doing his own thing. Um, I, I mean, obviously he's never going to be to the level that Stan Lee was, but, um, you know, to think that, uh, you know, he could be more of a part of comics now that, uh, that now that there is a void there. Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, he's, he, he actually does a lot for the community too. Um, he, he has a, a YouTube page or a Facebook page where, um, pretty frequently he does like live streaming and so he'll, he'll like, questions and he'll answer questions. He'll draw, a comic, uh, or not a comic. He'll draw like a character and talk about like how he how he would draw the character. You know why he's making specific brush strokes. Uh, you know stuff like that. Of course, he's working on the new Spawn movie. Um, you know, so I mean, he could be somebody that might be able to you know step in step into somewhat of that kind of role. But uh, again, nobody will ever nobody will ever be Stanley. I mean, nobody's nobody ever is ever going to be that guy that people are looking for. Like when is he when when is the cameo in this, in this yeah, movie? Right. You know, um, you know, and no, you know, nobody had that light that Stanley had. Man, I mean, like he, he just always smiled. Yeah. He, you know, he was always happy when you, when, at least when you saw him, you know, I don't know how he was, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, you, and I, I don't want to know how he was behind the scenes because what I remember of him is positive. Is so positive, you know, Absolutely. so. Well, I mean, I guess part of that, if I had to remember in that story we watched earlier, you know, he was telling stories about when he was little, he loved to read. Mm-hmm. And he was always reading. You know, his mother bought him something at, so he could sit at the kitchen table and yeah, read while he was a little, eating. little book stand. Yeah, and... <laughs> And um, so I think he genuinely loved what he did. Yeah. 
And I think that plays into that positive disposition, right? Like, let's be fair. If you got to wake, like, if you, Ryan, if you got to wake up every day and your job was to cosplay, that's my goal, right? <laughs> that's I mean, my but goal. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. How, like, it would be if, very easy if, or much easier to just be happy, yeah, and not not be mm-hmm. in a bad mood. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. If if I had that ability to get up every day and be like, I get to put on a costume and go out and make people. Right. That yeah. is like the ultimate dream. And I mean, what did he say? Uh, one of the quotes that he had was like, uh, I would quit my job for a better job, but none have ever come. You know, it's like, um, you know, who else how, feels how, like that? How, right? do you, how do you top being the number one comic book writer yeah. of all time? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Um, so yeah, I think that plays part of it. So, I mean, I was, that's, out of all the, you know, when you look at somebody like Stan Lee um, or just anybody in that position, so like a professional cosplayer, professional Twitch streamer, professional YouTuber, I just look at them and I like I'm like I mean, it's inspiring because I'm like, man, these people legitimately get to do what they love. Yeah, and I, I hate the people that go out there and they try and crush people's dreams and they're like get a real job and i'm like that is a real job do you know how much right. work and effort is put into this like you know yeah it's not even just, just easy the, right you know, the set up, setting up of this podcast like people don't think about the time and effort that people put into doing what they love well let's be real and i mean actually, most of the people money too yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but most of the people that feel that way they hate their jobs you oh, know absolutely. they're bitter about it they they wish that they could find something that made them happy to do their job um you know so it's and, yeah, I, and i'm I'd not be, even worried about what those people no say. i'm not either i mean and i'd be i think probably all of us would be lying at some to some degree if we haven't felt that little bit of bitterness sometime ourselves right like yeah, absolutely God, I mean, damn like this guy gets to play fucking video games you know but day. at the same at the same time i mean Sometimes it's circumstance, sometimes it's luck, but a lot of times, like you said, I mean, Ryan, it's work. Mm-hmm. They didn't just wake up one day and hop in a, in a Twitch stream and they had, you know, millions or thousands of subscribers and viewers. Right. right. They had to work towards that. They had I to mean, put in the time. I mean, if, there was something to get to that point. Absolutely. Right. I mean, if you think that Stan Lee was just doing 40 hours a week, you know what I'm saying? You'd be lying like, to yourself. <laughs> there's no way. I mean, that guy. He I lived mean, and breathed it, I'm yeah. sure. So, well, I, I mean, just think, the amount of Comic Con appearances that he made. So, you got Comic Con appearances, you've got um, movie appearances, you've got interviews with him um you've got uh you know him actually doing work you know doing doing other things like maybe he was still writing things i mean I, we don't really know i'm, you know, I'm sure he was, he was producing on. stuff yeah. right like he yeah. was probably sitting on creative like councils for right. stuff i mean i'm sure every single marvel movie that ever has ever come out he's had some input on what they're doing yeah well without a doubt you don't think they were just like yeah stan this is what we're doing deal with it right I mean, just out of pure courtesy, I guarantee you he was in those creative meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, nope, I don't like it. Scratch that. Do this. And you should probably go this direction. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he did have that input, though, right? So, I'm, I mean, I think you're right. He was definitely just not sitting at home twiddling his right. thumbs. And, and especially yeah. when he was young. I mean, just think, of, just think of how different it was back in the 30s. You know, people worked, you know, 60-hour weeks, you know, all the time. And it just wasn't... You know, it was nothing to work a 60-hour week. You know, go to work and, and work 12-hour days, five days a week. I mean, nobody nobody does that anymore unless they unless they just absolutely have to. But, you know, I'm sure that he was doing it because he had this passion for it and he knew that he but could make it But at that point, it is it work? Right. Yeah. You know, that's I think it, you you cross this line where 12-hour workdays sound terrible because you're picturing it 
with the work that you do that you dislike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's like, if you told me, yeah, you got to play video games tomorrow for 12 hours. Okay. And that's like, the thing is we all have Joe jobs. I mean, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. It's, it's something that we all have to do until we get to that point. But once you hit that point, it's like, how do I go back? And you don't, you can't, yeah, I don't think you could. Um, and hopefully you wouldn't have to. Right. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, man, just again, thanks Stanley. Um, Obviously, uh, we just wanted to make sure we brought that up and talked about it because it, we have to. It's important. I, I feel like I owe him, yeah. like the very, you know, the very least, to tell him how much I appreciate what he's done. And, and like I said, we probably would not be having this conversation. And it yeah. affected so many people in the cosplay community that I'm we're sure. actually going to do a memoriam at oh, wow. SuperCon. So okay. we're going to have like a little memoriam set up, almost like a diary slash journal. You can write down your favorite thoughts about Stan. Um, we have a picture that an artist donated. Um, oh, wow. And then we're going to do a moment of silence. So uh, I encourage as many groups that are going to be at SuperCon to join in with us on that as possible. Awesome. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have details on that, like when it's going to be? And We will have details up. We don't have anything set in stone right yeah. now. But, but that's just uh, curious. Yeah. We'll but, definitely let, make sure you let us know, and we'll make yeah. sure we, we broadcast that and let everybody know, because I think that, that, that'll be awesome to have. Yeah. I mean, we could potentially pull an entire convention full of people together, exactly. you know, which would be really powerful. So I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really sad that I never got to meet him. Um, Same. There yeah. was a convention here two years ago. I think it was Fandom Fest uh, 2016 he came. That's when I had the opportunity to meet him. Yeah, and, you know, I had something else going on at that time, and I didn't get to make it, and I'm, you know, I'm really sad about that. I mean, he's one of those people that I I just wish I could shake his hand, you know. Well, uh, yeah, on that note, on the sad note, Chris, way to end on a downer. (laughs) Well, you know, you brought brought it up. (laughs) Um, But maybe on a a more up note, um, Disney has released... uh, some details on their proprietary streaming service, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not sure how I feel about. I kind of hate that I have to get another streaming service. Right. Um, Mafia. Which, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, people talk shit about cable all the time, and rightly so. I think that, obviously, they knew they had a monopoly on the thing. It was not well-designed. It was costly. All these things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of downsides. I can't... I have to watch all these dumb commercials. I can't watch stuff when I want it. All this stuff is not a good model. But the thing that they did right was I only needed one cable. Like, it, there was just one. Yeah. Right. I, to get all the content that was out there, I didn't need six subscriptions to six places. Right. And, you know, I, and it was... And to try and remember... It's frustrating at this point to remember, like, what content's on Netflix? What's on Hulu? What's on, mm-hmm. you know, Crunchyroll? Or what... I mean, yeah. there's so many different damn things i do appreciate cable and and what it was and what it brought us but i do love that we have the ability to pick and choose oh yeah like i said i could never go back i mean there's no doubt in my mind i haven't had cable yeah. since 2009 yeah, yeah it's I'm probably, probably about, about the same, same time yeah <laughs> I yeah, mean, definitely. I remember I got an Xbox 360 for my uh, for my 18th birthday, and I signed up for Netflix then, and I've had a Netflix subscription since. And the, as soon as I moved out of my mom's house to go to college, I have never had cable. I'm going to age myself here, but I remember when Netflix had DVDs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember that. I, they still do. They still have that. So yeah, we use that. I don't know. Yeah, some, I don't know. Somebody is. Um, still got it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm 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 happy because I think we're going to get some cool content. Um, but I'm I'm disappointed because I'm like, could you not just license that to somebody else? Right. Yeah. Could you please share that with everybody so we can all watch it? Thank you. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've already bought I mean, it out prob- all of our our favorite. You know, it's not like Netflix isn't going to pay for the programming, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have to pay to license it. Right. right. So 
what's the you know it's just frustrating for me i mean i get it because they're probably going to make more money it's easier for them to control yada, on the positive yada, yada. side though they're going to add a lot more and i think it's going to um, be than f- what we're getting on netflix faster also as far as like um the length of time that it goes to a digital service without you buying it okay you know what i mean like um you get your blu-rays with your little code and you put your code in and that's usually how you'll get your digital downloads but you know with this it's a, like a rental service, so that way you can rent it oh, is earlier. It? From what I'm gathering. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So, I'm, I mean, just from what I'm reading in this little article, um, it looks like they're going to have some original shows, which I would imagine would be kind of like your your like Marvel stuff on Netflix, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Where it's, it's just a streaming thing. You don't. It's not like a rental service per se. Yeah. But that would be cool too if if we got more like the the big feature films and stuff in our. Because I'd I'd pay you know two two bucks or three bucks or something to rent something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Especially well, the article right that I was out. reading was saying that they're going to have like their entire catalog from nineteen was it thirty seven. Oh, oh wow. that's really impressive. Yeah, that yeah. is that is highly impressive. So I mean, you could spend quite a bit of time. I mean, we're talking. I'm talking about feature films. Um, yeah, but still. Yeah. I mean, because you know, I mean, think about all the stuff that came out in the you know eighties and nineties, even just mm-hmm. like you know. Lion King. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Lion and of King, course, Lad, gonna, and all that kind of you're stuff. You're going to have Pixar, you're going to have Star Wars, and you're going to have Marvel on top of all of that, too. So, I mean, that's, that it's is a pretty quite impressive a bit of content. Catalog, I mean, yeah. it might be enough for me to just drop Netflix. I mean, I like, I like Netflix, but there really isn't that much that I watch on Netflix anymore. No, it's, it's real random stuff. With the Fox acquisition too, I'm not sure how that's going to play into things, but uh, good we, point. we may be getting you know all the X Men and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's very true. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of content. I mean, again, going back to Netflix, I have. Could you imagine an X Men, almost like an X Men Netflix series, but on the Disney service? I would no, pay I'd for, love, I'd I'd pay for that. that. Yeah. So some of the things that they've <laughs> talked about already. So Tom Hiddleston's actually going to come play Loki and okay. do his own show, awesome. which. I'm going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I think that too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and then we have um, a Star Wars series uh, featuring Cassian Andor, which is um, the guy from, uh, was from Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. Cassian. Yeah. Um, so he'll get his own series. And then we've got the Mandalorian series is going to go to that as yeah, well. Somebody, somebody from one of the series is supposed to be in that. It was like some big name was going to be in the Mandalorian. It's uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yes. That got his head his eyeballs or his head crushed oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The i'm guy forgetting he, his name um uh, he played uh, uh yeah we're blanking we are um, terrible nerds guys yes <laughs> oberon oberon martell oberon yeah there yes. we go martell there we go with this we need you more often was we we usually sit here for like 20 seconds and just blank yeah, on something i was getting, until we I was getting there i was about three hours away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i i saw that also that he's going to be in the series um i'm looking forward to that mandalorian series i I you think know, as much as I am looking forward to the Mandalorian series, I want Knights of the Old Republic so bad. God, don't we all, man? Yeah, yeah I that, mean, just I'm, think of how much they could do with Knights of the Old Republic. The whole Revan story. Yeah. Oh, I, would, I mean, I, would, that, I just like nerd boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's to me is like the the if they do that, I I, I would be worried because I already have such like I would have such high expectations. You know, I. That's probably my favorite Star Wars like time period universe, whatever you want to call it. So, right. um, if they fucked that up, <laughs> there would be a lot of angry nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and to be honest, with like you know, Chris and I are quite quite frankly not very big fans of the new movies, specifically the last the Last Jedi. 
Um, so if they if they took if they did that to Revan, like I, there would be hell to pay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where they kind of took that leniency. But it, then again, I also have in my mind that Ryan Johnson was kind of like you know fuck you jj abrams you know so regardless yeah, of i mean what he, it wasn't just jj abrams he was saying that yeah. too. he was saying that uh, to everybody george lucas here's your characters and i'm gonna poop all over them yeah pretty much right yeah um so i mean i would love for them to, to seek i would love to see content from that period of time but it would just like i would be biting my nails from the time it was released until the time i watched it yeah um, but I think that I, I don't know where they go after this next movie, right? And that's the thing is, I think it depends on the director. I mean, I, I feel like they have the most say in what's going to happen. And if you have oh, sure. a director's like got that mentality of like, I'm going to change everything, you know? Yeah, I'm going to make my mark and I'm going to. No, dude. Yeah. Like, they've already written no, please, a brilliant fucking don't. story. Right. <laughs> Just put it on film. Yes. Like, that's it. Go play the fucking video game. Write a script. That, they've already written the script. Yeah. Take take out some of the dialogue choices. Put that shit, you know, and, and make and, it movie worthy. Exactly. I mean, it's you know, hell, the set design is there. Like it's all right there. It, Just make it a copy movie. and paste. Right. Copy and paste. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I am curious what they're going to do after this next movie. Like, because what's going to be the next thing? Are we going to go episode ten? Are we going to go to? Are they? We're going to see something else because I would really like to see them break away from this this saga, right? Like, yeah. how much more Dude, Skywalker? Shadows of the Empire, please. Yeah, I mean, there's so much they could do, right? I mean, we're talking Darth Bane. We could get a Darth Bane trilogy. We could get an Old Republic trilogy. We Darth, could get Darth Malgus. I want to see Darth. Oh, Malgus, yeah, man. I mean, that's. <laughs> I was actually thinking about a cosplay for them. <laughs> Me too, but I'm like, I'm not shaving my I head. Know. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> too well, damn short. My, my hair is all but gone, so I have no qualms with shaving. My <laughs> you, head. you could probably I'll get do away it with for it. you. Chris, I'll do it for you. I mean, you know, you're about his height too, man. That's he's what I'm like, I mean, he's he, he's a big man, you know. That's that's what I hate about all these, uh, you know, a lot of these characters. The, the villains are usually these like big, imposing figures. I'm like, can I not be five eight? <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? To have this like big armor, and I'm like fucking short. Yeah, you know, just shoe lifts and big shoes, my friend. I yeah. promise you, we can get you to that height. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. I, I do love Darth Malgus. I, I think, um, like, and I've mentioned him before, but the Old Republic uh, Deception trailer is like that's yeah. probably my favorite Star Wars movie or, or cinematic in existence. Have, have you seen that yet? I have not. Man, it is fantastic. You probably want to just go ahead and pull it up before we leave today. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's and it, it's only what like fifteen minutes or something. Not like even that. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's, it's pretty it's, awesome. It's called Deception. Uh, yeah. So and uh, I think so. Um, basically, what they did. So before they released the Old Republic MMO, they did these like cinematic. For one, it's Bioware, right? So they okay. do phenomenal c- cinematics. Um, and they did this like mini story to kind of like get you hyped up and get you kind of to see where the universe was in this game you were going to be playing. So they're kind of the prequels to the Old Republic MMO. Um, but they are some of the best Star Wars like cinematics and short stories that that exist. Um, there, the one that there's one in particular. I think the one I'm, I like is Deception. That's I think the second one awesome. um, is my favorite. The first one's also pretty good, but but they're all very good. Have um, you seen any of the cosplayers that have? produce some of their own stuff like uh, mall cosplay oh uh, ben bergman is the guy's name he does darth mall and they did yeah this. i've seen the movie the youtube movies yeah stuff. yeah very good totally like production quality stuff yeah. i'm just like man like if they could just get these guys out of here making movies, <laughs> right. like, give them the money all <laughs> the money so. i know i'm with you there i've seen some of that stuff and it's always super impressive um 
it sucks that they, we don't get to see more of that. Like, I just feel like there's room for more. Like, why are we waiting on one movie? Like, how much we can produce? Let's be real. If you if you release six Star Wars movies a year, you're gonna sell tickets to six Star Wars movies a year. I right. would watch every single. You know one what I'm saying? Like, I'm like there's no huge Star Wars fans. So. so so are we? So that's what I'm saying, right? And there's plenty of people out there that feel that way. Um, so I guess I'm as just kind of like, don't screw it up. As long as they don't, <laughs> as long as they're not all a last Jedi or the last Jedi. But but the more they make, the less chance that they'll all be bad, right? right. I mean, realistically... I mean, as long as they don't bring Ryan Johnson in, yeah. like, I think we're good. <laughs> and, I mean, there were aspects of The Last Jedi that I loved, and there were also a lot that I was just like... Please tell oh, me something man. that you loved in that movie. <laughs> um, I liked that... No, you said you loved. Okay. Let's, I, let's, let's all stick right. with it. <laughs> all right. I loved Kylo Ren, and he, he was so angsty, and he had all this built up in him, and he didn't know how to bring it out, so he was just emo, and I loved that, because he but, was... He wasn't Vader, why? He was his own character. But did he I, have I, that in The Last Jedi? I didn't feel that in The Last Jedi. I felt that in The Force Awakens for sure. I 100% agree with you with those emotions from The Force I Awakens. I felt like when the in the terrible ending with where he confronts Luke, I felt like that was it came back. It, it showed the most. But through okay. the most of the movie, I feel like he did kind of lose it a little bit because yeah. he was like sympathizing with Ray a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think they did too much side story and it distracted from the main plot. Well, 100%. Like, like, I'm like, the whole thing with Rose Tico and um, Finn. Yeah, like, this completely was unnecessary. Com- yeah, you could have went a 100% a different direction with that. But, yeah. you know, to each their own. Yeah, I, yeah, I I think um, Kylo probably was one of the better parts. Um, even, even, but they ruined his costume. Like oh, he when he had, smashed he the, helmet, the helmet the whole time, I was just like, "Are you serious, like, man?" That was the best part. And right, he broke it. Oh, I'm right. so devastated. But maybe, maybe in the next movie, like because like he's really pissed off. He's like, "Well, I guess I'm bringing helmet back." And he yeah. basically <laughs> runs the first order now, right? So he's he's the dark lord. He's gotta yeah. he's gotta have that helmet back, or or some other either, badass looking helmet that I'm have to either buy. Either they go into the next movie, and all of a sudden they has like a force flashback, and I was like, "This is what." could have happened but this is he woke up from the, the force dream and right. here you are exactly <laughs> either that or it they was can, all a nightmare yeah we <laughs> were just fucking kidding <laughs> right either that or they could actually go with the like old eu and do like the force walking where they go back in time and then change the history i'm like yes yeah, as long as he gets the that. helmet back i'm cool with it yeah. And he's stopping blaster bolts and shit. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, man, I couldn't how believe how was awesome that, that was. I know. Because that, that was in the so first awesome. couple. Like, oh, like, this dude is like stopping blaster bolts and then he gets whooped by Ray at the end. What's going on? I still stand up for that fight. <sighs> uh, I, no, I, I get it. I get it. it was, Chris hates it because Chris is a Kylo fanboy. But same. I am a but, Kylo but, fanboy. But, but the funny thing is, is my reasoning. I get the Ky- reasoning. Makes it Kylo makes seem even more of a badass. I guess. Well, but. that's the thing is he has flaws, and it was good to show that. Yeah. I mean, that it does make him a more likable character, I think. But he needs, like, in the next movie, I want to see the last, you know, 20 seconds of Rogue One Kylo Ren style for 50% of the Just, movie. like, killing people? Just wrecking <laughs> everybody. I'm, I'm in for that. I am in for that. Yeah. I want to see Kylo Ren finally look i know he's not a sith but i want him to look like a sith lord and and bring his own flavor to it you know uh, 
man, there, <laughs> there's so much that could come from this next movie. And like, I, I'm not that I don't like to watch trailers for Star Wars movies because I want to be completely surprised when I see it. See, I love um, spoilers. Like, that's my favorite thing. It's like, really? I'm gonna go look for spoilers, and I'm gonna be preparing oh, them when I, I see can't. it. I'm just gonna be overwhelmed. I can't with joy. do. I can't do spoilers, <laughs> man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I needed to know as little as possible and like the last movie so Force Awakens like it was just so big that I had to watch at least one trailer so I was I was really I'll excited watch the about trailers that. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't watch the trailer if I don't I walked watch into the Force Awakens and I didn't read the spoiler I, I think it's been long enough but if I didn't know that Han Solo was dying I would have been absolutely devastated in the movie theater just been like what yeah but that's better as part of the experience. yeah that is, exactly <laughs> and you cheated yourself out of that out of that part of the I would have been too torn up I wouldn't have even been able to, <laughs> I would have just been like I'm done here I don't know where to go but <laughs> when I since I knew it was coming, I think it was easier for me to take him like, okay, here's the part. He's going to do it. Oh, and he did it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so yeah. so for The Last Jedi, I didn't watch anything, man. I was like, don't talk to me about The Last Jedi. I don't want to know anything. I went opening day and watched it, and then I'm just like, me... <laughs> Me and my buddy Will went and watched it, and uh, we walk out of the theater, and just neither of us are talking at all. And you were like Super Saiyan Leia, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like neither of us said anything, and that's that's just how you know that you were just really disappointed. Literally, with like, no words. Yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here like thinking about the movie, and I'm like, did I like any of that movie? And I'm like trying to think of things that are like positive about the movie. And I'm just the whole time I'm just like, what did I just watch, right. man? Well, then they're like, we're gonna continue. We're gonna we're, we're not we're gonna sacrifice Holdo and keep Leia alive, even though she's actually dead, and yeah. we have no way to expand on her story. Good luck, next director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan yeah, pretty, Johnson, pretty much. I, I just don't like looking back. There's just so many questions where I'm like, why? Yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Like crystal I, foxes. That's why. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff I see, and I'm like. You know, there's some. Sometimes you go watch a movie, and it's not what you expected. But at least you're like, all right, I understand why they did that. It makes sense in the story. But like in this, I'm still just sitting here with my hands turned up, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's enough Star Wars. We always. We have, <laughs> Sorry. I'm glad Sorry. you're a Star Wars nerd too, because uh, it's kind of funny. We had Mason on last week from Cardinal, and we're like, do you like Star Wars? And he's like, eh, not. I mean, I've not really watched them. And I'm, I was like, all right, see, you, man, we're done. <laughs> So how do you how do you feel about Final Fantasy? Uh, actually, I like Final Fantasy. Also. Oh, don't know you guys right. aren't allowed. To, you guys aren't allowed to start talking. So Mason about brought up on the last episode, or yeah, the last episode. He's like, "Have you guys brought up Final Fantasy every single episode?" And so now it's my goal that every single episode Final Fantasy is being brought up, whether it's relevant or not. But what I really want to know about you is. How do you feel about Mystic Quest? No, Ooh. nobody liked that. I Don't loved even. Mystic oh my Quest. God. I loved it. All I right, we're going to have to cancel this. We're done. <laughs> well, what, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's probably a good thing. It was It was a Super Nintendo game, and okay. it was released in between games. And it was kind of like its own little story. Like, it didn't have anybody but Sid. I think. Did that, you like Crystal Chronicles, too? I did not. Okay, thank I did goodness. Not All right, Crystal Chronicles. You've you redeemed yourself. <laughs> Crystal Chronicles was a game that came out on uh, GameCube. was it GameCube? Yeah, it was like a four-player game, right? Yeah, like you, but it just made no sense and whatsoever. Focused on a lot of chocobo action, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah, it was just ugh. don't. It, we'll, we'll go ahead and drop it now because yeah. it was such a bad experience. But, on to the on to more Disney. But seven, <laughs> no. but seven was the best. Well, yeah, 
yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, they remade. All right. I'm glad they remade. All right, we, we can have a, we can have a real conversation now. Yes. <laughs> so next time on, no, I'm just, <laughs> um, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, who, who's your favorite character in Seven? Oh, here we go. Um, that's probably question. Red. Red Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big I, fan of Red Thirteen. I, was, I, I dug him. His character was amazing. I was yeah. Like, yeah. How do you bring an animal into this world and make him legit? And it's like, there. That's how you do it. In my first save of Final Fantasy Seven, his name is just Red Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Red. You renamed him. Yeah. Hey, Red Cat. But he's a dog, though, isn't he? Yeah. Is he a dog? I don't know. It's like a lion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a cat. Well, he seems very cat-like to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's he, true. He, he maybe maybe he's animal androgynous. I don't know. Uh, he's both. <laughs> he's cat dog. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we need this guy on the podcast more often. I, like I know him. it's good. No, I agree. No, we're having fun. Um, so let's talk a little bit about cosplay. Yes, which is, which is all um, the things. Yeah. Um, so you said you started with the group back in 2015, right? Yes. So how long have you been cosplay? 2013 is when I started actually getting into the convention scene and starting to do closet cosplays. Okay. Um, 2015 What's a closet is when, cosplay? It's when you just take regular street clothes and make a cosplay out of it. Like oh, okay. You didn't make anything. You I got gotcha. you. You know, actually modify anything. You just literally went to your closet and you're like, this character wears this, 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 and this. I'm going to wear this and I'm going to be that character. All right. I'm glad you explained that because yeah. when you said closet cosplay, like I see you going into your closet, like a walk in closet, putting on your cosplay and then taking it off and going to the convention. Yes. <laughs> and this is what I am. I actually went to the convention as a closet. <laughs> Open the door of the closet cosplay. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, really like when beginners start out that that's usually how they start is uh, yeah, they, they'll find what's in their wardrobe that matches that or character. Or you could be Chris and, and drop a lot of money on a Kylo Ren. That's outfit. cool too, however you want to do it as long as you do it and you have fun. That's true. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Um, I had fun most of the time until I overheated. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you Kylo it's hard. I've, I've done both versions and it's it's sweltering. Yeah, uh, leather really pants hot. are not fun. Another, the new the new one has um, like pleather pants. It's yeah, just, I probably won't be doing that one because I don't look anything like. I don't Adam either, Driver. brother. But I do it anyway. <laughs> I still have fun. I love it. I love it. The kids love it, and it's a good time. So, um, so you started 2013. You started getting the convention scene more around 2015. Started yeah. picking pick up a little more. Started picking up more. Started getting more into it. Started making stuff. Doing foam smithing. Working. So with that's what I was gonna say. When you started making stuff. You start yeah. with foam, is that... I mean, that's the the easiest thing to start with is foam because it's so easily accessible and it's cheap. Um, you start out with foam, some contact cement, and then Plasti Dip it, and then you paint it, and you have... Um, you're looking at maybe 25, 30, and you've got a whole set of so. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, so what kind of foam are we talking about? It's actually floor mat foam. Is that's the stuff what a I got of, in the garage. Yeah. Oh, like okay. The fatigue mat. Mm-hmm. Um, you cut it up, you heat it up with a heat gun, and you can almost form it into any shape that you want. So really? we're actually going to have a panel about that at Supercon. So cool. if you want to <clears> learn more. There, Absolutely. There's definitely, we actually will have a schedule up for that too. We did get our schedule. So uh, have that in the orcs group as well. Um, so 2015 started getting more heavily involved. Orcs became a thing. And then it, it was just each con we were gathering more and more people. And it was just a great community. And we have this sense of family. And that's 
hard to come by nowadays because everybody's so socially inept because of all the social media apps and like people don't interact with each other on a regular basis right. anymore. So I think it's good to have that camaraderie and family and, and be able to meet at conventions and have a place to go and hang out with people that you know. Uh, you don't have to feel alone and like you're by yourself. Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, we a lot of the, the things that we try and accomplish with our group also, um, you know, just there's a ton of people out there like comic books, video games, whatever. There's somebody else out there in Louisville, I guarantee you, that likes the same damn thing you like. Right. And that's why I love working with you guys is because I do feel that sense that we have the same. We do. And I mean, it, it, you know, it's about bringing people together that have common interests and that you can, you know, not like you said, not everybody knows someone. Right. So what what if you want to go to rec bar and play arcade games, but you don't want to do that by yourself? Right. Well, we'll be there on a Saturday. Come hang out. Right. There's somebody there that likes what you like. You can talk, hang out. You know, and same thing. If if you want to cosplay, I mean, you know, I could see even for for myself, and I consider myself probably more on the outgoing side of, of what a, a typical nerd might be. Um, you know, it would be hard for me to be like, well, I'm going to go put on this costume by myself. Mm-hmm. Go to a, a convention by myself, right? You know, or I have questions and I don't know anybody to to talk to about it. And you guys are kind of filling that niche and saying, well, "Come hang out with us." Exactly, right? exactly right. And that's what we're there for. I mean, if you have questions, concerns, or you need a safe place to go, you get anxiety. You need to get away from the con floor for a minute. Um, you're getting overwhelmed. You're getting swamped by people taking your picture, and you want to come take your head off or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, everybody's welcome, and everybody can come and, and hang out with us. We have a, a ER station, uh, so we can repair your costume. If you have a wardrobe malfunction out on the floor, you know. That's awesome. Something breaks off. You know, we, we have that ability, so it's nice to So is that something you guys are charging for, or we how do does not. that work? We awesome. actually, we fund it all through our own. We do raffles and mm-hmm. baskets and um, a lot of this came from just out of the administrator's pocket. Okay, so. awesome. You know, we we feel like it's a service to our community. We want to be there to help you. We want to be there to to take care of you in case you need anything. That's so, great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So what what are you current? What are your current cosplays? Because I was going to say cosplay, oh. but I'm sure you have several. <laughs> uh, currently, I have uh, our orcs that are inspired by World of Warcraft, but they are original characters. Um, have Ghost Rider. Uh, that I finally got done after years of working on. <laughs> um, he just kept taking the back burner to a lot of other projects. Um, and then um, I have my new Kylo that I worked on. And well, let's see. I did Jet Black from Cowboy, uh, which was a redo from when I did it like two years ago. I just learned a lot of new techniques and wanted okay. to redo it and make it better. So, yeah. so which, which Kylo helmet did you go with? I went with the Black Series okay. and then I modified the crap out of it. Yeah. I um, thought that that's the route that I was going to end up going. So the company that made mine was Wicked Armor. Okay. Um, and he made a custom helmet, um, but it was kind of small. And yeah, it, as you can see, looking at me, I have a very large head. I also have a large head, twenty four and a half inches. Yeah. Um. So what I did was I gutted everything, and then I um just basically epoxied it together. That helmet broke, so I got another one. And then the guy that I got that from, had, it was a black series also, but he had resin the inside, and he just got fed up with. It. He's like, I can't do this. I'm not, you know, I'm not cut out to to be that guy and I'm right. like I'll be that guy <laughs> I'll finish it for you so I ended up finishing resonant and sanding it down and getting everything into play and um, I did a stand, sandstone uh, spray paint over the top and then a gloss um, to make that 
kind of shine and then i took mm-hmm. um, it's called rub and buff and did all of the kind of uh battle damage areas yeah. where it kind of shines through mm-hmm. yeah awesome. but man it was so much yeah it's then i think that's part of my love of cosplay is well, it sounds like you know you're talking about your 3d printer earlier and i'm like you it's not just wearing the costumes for you obviously it's the making it right so working on on Aquaman from the new Aquaman movie for Lexington Comic Con next year. So Sweet. that's um, I started 3D printing the uh, the new Trident, and I'm super looking forward to that. <laughs> so um, how many pieces will you have to print it in? I've actually oh, I'm only doing two pieces. Um, I'm doing the end and the top of the Trident, and then I'm going to use a PVC pipe. Sure, that makes sense to yeah. to run the rest, and I'll do all the detail with a wood burner and a heat gun. So, so is the top of it just one big 3D print? or yep. is I, My bed is large enough to do it. It's a 12 by 12 by 17. Wow. So I can do it all. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes it really easy. So do you do the files yourself or do you find I'd them? I find them on Thingiverse or Yegi or you know wherever you can find them. I have made my own stuff before, but it's I'm just not that talented yet. But it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. Some, I, I did a lot of that in school. The learning so. curve is immense. It is. It's and terrible. so... I, it's something that I will get into later, but for now, I, I go out and find either free files and modify them, or I'll go and do like Do 3D and uh, pay, you know, fifty. Yeah, I which worth I it pay, totally. Yeah, I was about to say I won't pay more than that. But I mean, still, <laughs> but if you're paying fifteen bucks plus the cost of your your material yeah. in the printer, I mean, that's way cheaper than if you were to buy a Trident prop from somebody else. Yeah, it's exactly. already made, especially a quality one. I mean, you think. I mean, just think of how much, like, those cheap plastic ones that you get for Halloween are. I mean, you're yeah, they're like talking about 35, 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're piles of garbage. I mean, it's yeah. just some some really crappy plastic. You're going to see this giant seam line, and somebody just spray painted it and dry brushed it, you know? Right. <clears throat> exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, that's cool if that's what you want to do. And I I love putting my own yeah. cosplays, but it's not for everybody. Some people just want to go buy a costume and dress up, and that is cool. That too. is me. <laughs> and I mean, even just out of like a Halloween store, if you want to do that, that's fine too. I'm not going to cut anybody down for wanting to go out there and share their love of a character. Right. It's fantastic to see somebody out there that has never done anything like that before, and they're like, "Hey, check out my new costume!" And I'm like, "Yes, my dude, because you are Spider Man." You are Spider-Man <laughs> while you're in that Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. if you're out there and these kids are smiling and you're thwipping and, you know, and we were talking about Stanley earlier, like, that's what he loves seeing at the convention is, like, how his character. Right. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So what is the best cosplay you've ever seen in oh, person? That is so hard um, because I have a love so many characters. I know, but I'm making you pick one. <laughs> um, That's not my own? Yeah. Um, well, if it's your own that you, I mean, sure. I have, I have to, well, Give us both. I, I have yeah. to, <laughs> my favorite costume that I've done is my orc, just because it is my creation start to finish. It is okay. inspired by World of Warcraft, but each piece is designed by me, and I have a love for it, and it represents our group. Yeah, that's, sure. And that's, it, it means a lot. And I, I kind of want to take a second to mention my fiance, because she is like world. And like, I didn't know what it was like to cosplay um, with somebody, like in a couple's relationship before and it's like an intimate thing man like you got this person who's gonna zip you up and go out there and do yeah, the I, character I zipped, I zipped Chris's boots up it was on quite his intimate. run it was, no I mean <laughs> you know and it, 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 it really is on a friendship level well, sure. if you're zipping can, yeah, your friend you up and you know you've got that person there to back you up but I guess what I mean is she doesn't really like 
a whole lot of the same fandoms that I do, but she mm-hmm. will do characters because I like. Them. Sure, and, that's awesome. And, yeah, it is and awesome. It is, and it's a great support. It's like you know one of those things where it's really hard to describe. So um, love going out and hanging out with her, and and she's she's my boo thing. So. <laughs> um, but we have a, a cosplay page called the Cosplay Couple because we yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's really special, I guess. Is uh, yeah. what I'm trying to describe. I can totally understand that. I'm, I'm uh, Cassidy, and I eventually will. She wants to do an episode for Princess Leia. Okay. Um, and so I have the stormtrooper armor that is not currently won't fit on me but um so i'm gonna do probably i'll probably be luke okay i got the hair going on i figure i can just not wear the helmet pull mm-hmm. it off right um aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper i mean it makes sense so um <laughs> so i figured you the, put the a bald cap would, on your beard no i'll just shave it you know it's, it's a trick for that it's easy it grows back yes about, I, I, but it's been month. probably about two years i don't years. even know what you look like without a beard. i know it's been a while it has been a long likewise, time likewise man likewise yeah. um we do lily lily and herman munster also which yeah. is really really fun uh, a lot of a lot of older generation people get it that come to comic-con yeah and that's really cool to see because i love that cosplay just affects every demographic it doesn't matter if you know why well, sure if you're black, somebody's character that they yeah, like right exactly yeah um it's you know fascinating to see it spread so much oh yeah and and i mean across the whole world i mean you got i mean japan is like right on the you know the other side of the world it's well have you seen any of russia's cosplayers i was just about to mention that too yeah insane like those people they are down to every last hair that that fursuit right there has ten thousand four hundred and seventy five hairs just on the arm alone i'm like Jeez, man, I don't know where you have the time <laughs> to do that because that's a lot of work. Yeah. They're like all hand punched. I'm like, mm, mm. wish I had. No uh, kidding, man. I can't. I wish I had that kind of patience. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, so, man. So, so your so, orc so, is the favorite that you've done. Yeah. So of, of another one that you've seen. Of another one that I've seen, I'd probably say there's a guy named Joel Zero out there and he does a Sub Zero combat. Okay. And it is just to the T. Looks like he walked out of the game. He has the ice ball and everything on uh, magician's wire. Oh, so cool! He can actually make it hover and look like it. And I'm, I've met him at Dragon Con, and that is by far one of the coolest costumes I've seen. Um, right up there with um, uh, he goes by Jet Amon Ra on Facebook. Um, does a noob cybot that he did out of like belts and like tire material. But huh. it looks like he stepped out of the. Hmm. It's incredible. Built it's, some tire material. Wow. Hey man, I don't, <laughs> see that's where for me the the I'm not a, a very crafty person. I can I'm mechanically I, I can build stuff if it's mechanical, but fabrics, leather, foam mat. I mean, it just it escapes me. I'm gonna tell you a secret. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I use a lot of glue, uh, <laughs> hot glue, super seventy seven, uh, super glue, anything that I can get something to stick to something else with. I just <laughs> I look at my little chart. I have a chart of which glues go with what materials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna glue this together, and it's gonna hopefully look okay. Yeah. <laughs> so well, shoot. I mean, whatever works. I guess it doesn't sure, really got, matter, right? I got some it's, scrubs. I need to glue back together. Right. Is that is that what you do with scrubs? <laughs> No, I don't glue my scrubs back together, but I, I need to because I've torn quite a few of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel your pain, work, brother. Man. I feel <laughs> your pain. Yeah. So, what, uh, speaking of like of tears and rips, so what? Like what you mentioned having the ER thing at yeah. uh, SuperCon. Have you had any like bad like malfunctions at a con that you've been to? 
Um, we actually had a girl that split the entire side of her jumpsuit. Um, oh, so wow. she was like pretty much exposed and she was like holding it together. So we had somebody there that helped her sew that back. Wow. Um, we had a captain America whose belt popped off. So he, uh, he came over to the booth and we helped him put the belt back together. Um, I've been trying to envision shoe, how to do a captain shoe America. Heels. Had shoe heels come off. Really? Um, I'm sure that happens a lot. Platforms, they come apart at the seams. Had that happen quite a few times. It's amazing what you'll run into in the middle of a convention. You're like, crap, I've nothing to fix this right now. So having a stationary booth instead of, you know, there are cosplay medics out there that will walk around with a backpack and help Yeah, when I was at Momocon, there was a guy. He had like a little flag hanging off of his back. And it said like uh, cosplay medic or something like that. And he had like the, it was like a box on his back. I think he was cosplaying as some character. I can't remember what it was. It was probably from some anime, Team but, Fortress uh, Two or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. I was like, man, that is really cool. It is really cool, and I love and appreciate those people. But to have the ability to be stationary and you know where that booth yeah. is, mm-hmm. and you can run yeah, there absolutely. and be like, I need help. Right. So, so have you personally had any any breakdowns or, or anything? Oh, like more times than I can count. And that's that probably really, comes with the territory, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's really what made me want to start doing that at conventions is because we were just, you know, all buying a ticket and meeting up in a little group and then kind of huddle, huddle, huddle and go around and meet different people and yep. expand the group. And I was like, man, let's just make a booth where we have, you know, stuff for people to come and fix their own costumes and hang out with people they've never met before. Kind of like a, a, a cosplay meetup station. Yeah. So, no, that's pretty cool. And um, So do you know where you guys are going to be on the floor yet or anything like I that? I do not yet. I did just get a, a packet right on my way here, so uh, hopefully that'll have my booth information. But awesome. I, when we do have that info, we do post it in the group. Mm-hmm. We'll make a post for that. We'll have all of our events listed The schedule out. and all exactly. that stuff. Yeah, so if you guys are listening and you're not in their Facebook group, um, just check it out. It's Ohio Valley River Cosplayers. Or, or, is that right? Ohio River Valley Cosplayers. Ohio River Valley Cosplayers. There we go. Yeah. Orcs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and check it out. They've got a lot of cool content there, especially if you're interested in cosplay. Um, and like Ryan said, I see people all the time asking for help and hints and tips and suggestions and, and whatever. So if you're if you're thinking about getting into a cosplay, it's also a really good resource for you. And I'm sure anybody in there would be more than willing to help you. Absolutely. We have about 20 administrators on hand, and we actually cover five states. So Sweet. Um, wherever you are, we have somebody that can. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so you have cosplays of Kylo Ren. You've got orcs that are not World of Warcraft orcs, but inspired by that. You've got a Ghost Rider. So you, you seem like you've kind of got your... And you talked about Final Fantasy earlier. So you've got your kind of feet in all these different like nerd Fandoms. fandoms. Yeah. yeah. So so what what is your favorite? They're, I mean, they all have a different love for different reasons. I, sure. I grew up... I, I was born in 84, so... Um, I was a kid of the 90s. I grew up with video games, comics, and that was what we did. So um, I've always loved stuff, and that's what I, you know, I don't really pick and choose. Like, everybody's like, DC versus Marvel, which one you got? And I'm like, both? No, And Dark Horse mm, Comics? mm, Maybe. Uh, Mm, I mean, like... I'm judging you. Well, I mean, you have, like... (laughs) 
you have like um, you know the the one off characters that didn't really fall in anything, and then you've got the amalgam characters that are combinations of a Marvel and a DC character. Yeah, I mean if you if you grew up with that, I think it's it's hard to pick side. Um, it's almost like a divided household. You know, it's like mom loved DC and dad loved Marvel. Which one do you pick? I mean, the, the, so who do I me, love more, we'll, mom? You or dad? <laughs> no, I, I, it's hard for me to pick. Um, That's fair. I, I love video games a lot. I have not done a ton of video game characters, so they kind of get the back burner. So I would definitely say that my creations are going to be more anime and comic inspired. Okay, so uh, you grew up playing video games. Mm-hmm. What what was like? What were kind of the, your favorites of? Mortal Kombat. Okay. Uh, yeah, love the fighting games. Um, uh, platformers. Uh, I, I mean, I have a love for everything, but then when you started getting into the real heavy RPGs, that's when my love of video games really expanded. Sure, because it really lets you dive into it, man. Exactly. I mean, you create your own world at that point, yep. and that's what you know Final Fantasy does for you. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about that earlier, and, and Final Fantasy gives you that ability to pick which character you're going to play at that time, or, or you have to play a certain character to get to a certain point in the game. So, you know, oh, Barrett has gone off this way. You don't get to use him as a character anymore, but you've got this new sweet character that you get to use that can summon a god from wherever. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, Final Fantasy is great. RPGs, I think, were really um, probably one of the first... Before that, video games were very, like, they were puzzles. Right. You had, I mean, or or they were super, like, like fighting games. Um, now, another one that does hold a special place in my heart, and it's kind of a combination of both RPG and puzzle, is The Legend of Zelda. Sure. By far one of my favorite franchises. Um, Nintendo's got a, definitely a strong hold on me on that one. Um I still haven't gotten a switch yet. I'm kind of devastated. We keep I'm, talking. About I know it. we're gonna <laughs> get. Yeah, like I need to play Breath of the Wild because I don't have a Wii U either. Because I decided to I skip wouldn't. that and got yeah, a. Yeah, I mean, a, I think you made a good decision there. Got so, what about Final Fantasy XI? I know you played World. You had to have played World of Warcraft. Did you ever play Final Fantasy XI? I did not. I stopped at ten. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I know, don't there, be there, disappointed. There are a lot of people in the group that do love that particular Final Fantasy, but I did not get to play that. Um, there's some there's some armors that I would love to one day do or something like that if I could ever find somebody that was willing to some of the armor from that game. Post in the group, man. Yeah. We have people that do commissions, so that's a great part about it. You can you can find somebody who's a relatively new commissioner, I guess uh, is the way to put it, um, who has just started making it and you might find out that they're cheaper than some of the sites that you're going to buy from. Or you get better quality out of it because it's not from Cosplay Sky or wherever. Okay. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we're looking into yeah um so yeah i mean video like rpgs though i think um they take they, they changed video games forever right before it was just like this small little story or it's a platformer it's like a put you're solving a puzzle or you're fighting your friend and that's kind of all it did mm-hmm. i think rp when we started to see rpgs it was really this turning point where it was like now video games are telling a story yeah we're creating this world it's important it's not just the world doesn't exist as a byproduct of the puzzle mm-hmm. right you know what i mean the, the point was the world Right. The point was the story. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I think and that really started to develop in the 90s and then towards 2000. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was probably like the big, holy shit, we can make this big universe story. Like, it's phenomenal. It's not just 
Crash Bandicoot where we're jumping you know, and breaking boxes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was one of the first uh, RPGs that m- I would say most people like our age play. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. probably like the real jumping off yeah. point for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think you started to see the market shift toward more towards that where, well, People are actually interested in this type of thing, right? They don't want to just play Mario and, and jump on toads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they want to have story. They want to build a character. They want to yep. have this experience. Um, and, and I'm, you know, it's it's probably that's my favorite. We we talk all the time about uh, world building and story building and, and, and all that and storytelling and all that kind of stuff on the podcast. And that's probably our favorite thing. I think is when mm-hmm. we get this like really this developed world this this really well written story the mechanics of a video game to me are take it or leave it they're either they're either okay or they suck right. they're, they're, to me there's really no they're in between yeah there there isn't you know they're either they work or they don't um so for me um that's my favorite thing in a video game that usually keeps me roped in it's one of the reasons honestly um for world of warcraft i couldn't get into it yeah. because i didn't i didn't find that at least i did play late though if i had played when it first came out i think it would have done better yeah um but for me it was just like when i was playing i'm like this feels old yeah i i can see where you could you know get that if, depending on what expansion you get exactly well, i was playing and- the original stuff so like I even though I, I I definitely it was probably a year or two ago when I started playing, but I was doing the oh, original. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this feels so dated, man. Mm-hmm. Um, just the world design, the graphics, all the, the color. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, and it was just hard for me. But I'm when sure when it came if, out, though, it was revolutionary. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Um, and I knew I knew that it killed games that that I played. So I'm it was great. I and mean, for what when it's time, I guess. Um, I mean, I still can't believe how many people play that game. I mean, I think that they still have like four or five million unique users yeah. like using it right now. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, that game has been out for about a to, long I think time. They either just did or they are going to drop another expansion pack. Yeah, and every time year, they think, do, right? I mean, it's every other year or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, every time they do, millions of people come right back. You and know, so. what I'm really excited for on the whole Warcraft front, they're coming out with Warcraft 3. It's yeah, called yeah. Reforged. Yeah, I'm we like, were just talking about that. Mm, that's well, my, that's my jam. We talked about, yeah, I don't know. Are you a Diablo fan? I didn't like Diablo as much as I like Warcraft 3. Okay. Or Warcraft 2. <laughs> um, that's fair. I, I think. I, I think the fantasy aspects that Warcraft have compared to Diablo suited my needs more. It was more. Sure. It was more of that. Well, you've got, you're entitled to your opinion, right? I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah. with liking that kind of fan. The lighter, more colorful type yeah. fantasy better. Yeah, and it was silly and fun, and you could pick it up and put it down. Whereas I feel like Diablo, like I'd get to points where I'm like, oh, I still got to play for another 15 minutes before I put it down. And yeah, that, that's the problem with that game is once you start clicking, you don't really stop. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. real, it's real hard, and then you know all of a sudden it's been like shit. It's been seven hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's daylight outside. Oh. Yeah. This is going to be terrible tomorrow. I'm kind of like that with Red Dead Redemption right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't played. Chris and I don't think either of us have played. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. It looks awesome, but uh, I don't. It's probably a game I couldn't get into. I mean, it seems like a really, like a really good game. Like I've never thought I'd like westerns, but that the story is so immersive. Really, it makes you feel like you're there. That's cool. I mean, I know uh, it's you know Rockstar takes a their time when they're oh. making their games and they do a damn good job as a result of it. Grand Theft Auto, another yep. one of my one of my favorite games. So So did you like which one which of the Grand Theft Autos is your favorite? I think probably five is by far my favorite. Um uh, I liked four, but it seemed like they just upgraded three. Yeah. Um, yeah, really to me, four felt like um we're just trying to showcase our technical capabilities. Exactly. 
the world didn't feel that special. The characters didn't feel that special. You know, you were. It was just like you said. It was just. It, this is Grand Theft Auto Three with with better, better graphics, graphics, better mm-hmm. physics, more weapons, bigger map, all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. How much um, crap can you blow up? Right. <laughs> and they, I mean that, and they did a great job at that. Right. I mean, it was it was technically impressive, especially for its time. But um, five, I think they really did a good job with the story. Yeah, and then they added the online feature later on. Did you play it, much of that? I did. Um, it was interesting. I mean, it's not the same as playing the the single player story. Um, gives you a different world to you know play around in. So yeah, I never, I, I didn't actually get to play any of the online stuff. Uh, it's interesting. I still yeah. still jump in every once in a while, get some RP points. <laughs> um, that's that. I think the one of the reasons I didn't play it much was because there was that money component to it, and I, I guess I'm just pretty adverse to any company like throwing in microtransactions. And, and that's the great part about that though is you don't you don't need to, it. You don't have to buy it cuz you can earn it. Okay. But but is it you know, but you got the people out there who are going to pay you 100 bucks and just be done with it all and then level up their character to max and then it really doesn't make it fun anymore. And that's kind of yeah, I mean that's if I'm competing against those people, I feel like it's just not fun. Yeah. Um you know, it's hard to to fight somebody that's paid for a bunch of shit that I don't have. Exactly. Yeah, um, I could see that. So for me, I always just kind of like not that I haven't played games with you know microtransactions, but I usually am pretty hesitant because um, I'm just like, man, I don't like I, when I'm playing against other people. I like it to be as level of. A, I want it to boil down to skill. That's right. that's you yeah. know that's all I want it to boil down. I don't want it to boil down to who spent more money or who's got more time or, or you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I need it to be me versus you, and, and it's just our skill and, and knowledge of the game, and then which I guess could boil down to time in some respects. But yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, um, I got I got what you're saying. Um, so. Outside of video games, have you played any other kind of uh, like tabletop games? You ever played Warhammer? Or? A long time ago, I used to do Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, and that was so I, I, that's fun. right up your alley. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean that was a great part about it is that you really could create any kind of story. And I believe I had like a dryad that had lycanthropy, and she would transform at the full moon, and uh, <laughs> it was it was just really fun. It, it's it's you know you get to hang out with your friends and create your own story and it mm-hmm. can go wherever you want it to go. And we used to do uh, rotating DM. So, Oh really? That's interesting. Yeah. So if it was your turn on Saturday, the next Saturday it'd be whoever else's turn and they could make that story go completely in the opposite direction. Then, did you, did like you have stones. any Ryan Johnsons uh, in there? <laughs> you know, we did have one guy. He was, and he always played a rogue. And I'm like, it's always the rogue, it, man. It's yeah. always the rogue. You did that on purpose. I was like, this benefits only you. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, yeah, I hate you. So, well, no, I mean, all of a sudden, rogue has Excalibur. What the? <laughs> what are you going to do with that? <laughs> But yeah, we talked about you know D and D, and one of our favorite things about it is that, is that social aspect to it, and it, it, and really, I, I think for me, it's more about that than it is about the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, like seeing I said, what my your fa- friends can come up with. Yeah, I mean that, and then like you know, just having a reason to just get together once a month or something like that, and you know, especially because like, the older we get, those reasons are disappearing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just think of how many of your friends that you could re- like re- legitimately call up right now and be like, hey. You want to come hang out, and they would show up. Very yeah. few. I mean, there, there's there's not that many. So at least two. <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh. you know, 
you know, you have you have D and D, and then you know, like one of my favorite things about D and D is like every time that I had D and D in my house, like I would always grill out, you know. So then you know, we take a break, we sit down, you know, eat some steaks and some hamburgers, and you know, so it's uh, grilled community corn. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, there you, you bond over food, man, and you so, know, you bond over this this game experience that everybody's having. The group does family meals. Oh, at, cool. After comic conventions, okay. So uh, what we'll do is we'll get together, we'll get a reservation for however many people will RSVP in the group and that community aspect comes back into play and um, all the ad bands are and even a lot of our members will like switch seats after we've eaten and just talk to different people that we haven't talked to before just to get to know those people it's awesome. it's fantastic um, because you'll be like this person actually loves this thing that I love and they want to do this costume but they don't know how and I want to teach them and you know something they don't yeah exactly. Exactly. you know anytime I do like a, a work training or something like that or you know I, you probably don't know this about me but I like to go uh, shoot like competitions and stuff like that on the weekend sometimes um, like actual shooting competitions with rifles and stuff like that okay but uh, so a few people in the group that I'm sure love doing the same thing yeah so I, I like to get, you know, every time that I have one of those or I have like a work thing, you know, I always like to try to go have dinner with some of the people from that event afterwards because you learn so much more about those people than you do, you know, in the, you know, 20 seconds or whatever at the beginning of a meeting where everybody's like, oh, let's all introduce ourselves. And, you know, I work at so-and-so and, Hi, my you name's know. Ryan. I like long yeah. walks on the beach. And- exactly. <laughs> Um, so, I had to read that part of any work yeah, function. No icebreakers. Going. We're going to do an icebreaker. I'm like, see you guys. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking my will to be here. Exactly. <laughs> but like, icebreakers feel so forced. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, your actual community like you're going to eat with somebody and that is it's different. such it's a natural life. thing yeah, and they can decide if they want to tell you about to, stuff yeah exactly and to break bread with somebody like is one of the coolest things like Absolutely. just to sit down and have a meal with somebody and talk yep I mean there's a reason that's been a cornerstone of culture yeah. for exactly. as long as it has existed right yeah, I, I mean, mean name a nerd that doesn't like food I mean come on right. <laughs> uh, definitely definitely me because uh, you know I'm, I'm real thin here yeah. so I I think everybody at this table has put away some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Uh, what? Let's see. So we talked about video games a little bit. We talked. So you ever played card games, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon? I did, I did play Magic and Pokemon. Um, that came out in kind of like my middle school, yeah, yeah, time frame, uh, all the way into high school. Um, I started with Magic, had a deck, sold it four Pokemon cards. Really? <laughs> so, switched over to that. Probably, and then, especially if it was magic cards back then, that probably wasn't a good decision. It was not a good decision. <laughs> I'm sure some of those cards, I'm like, oh my god, how much money? Yeah, you don't even want to know. No, you I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, switched it out for Pokemon cards. Actually, I sold a couple of my Pokemon cards for a high dollar when they were real popular. I had a few first editions. Sweet. Holographics and... Um, but they all got handed down to my brothers. I, my brothers are actually 11 and 13 younger than me. So, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a huge difference, but we love a lot of the same stuff just because I got to have my own little influence on them. And, oh, yeah. You know, kind of like, hey, here's <laughs> this Nintendo 64 that I'm about to trade out. How about you just take it and I'll play the play? Right. So yeah. they kind of got to learn from Big Brother and, and grow up and and learn to love a lot of the same things as me. Well, sure. You're, I so. mean, because like all of us here, we're, we're all just big kids, basically. Yeah. Right? And, and, yeah. Yeah, I'll never grow up either. No. Yeah, I'll show you the toy room upstairs after oh, we're done with this. Fantastic. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to that. I'll just be like, oh. There's like a light just shining out of it. Like, oh, there's plenty of lights up there. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so you've, you've done magic, you've done vi- the video game thing. So what, what like outside of cosplay, is that probably what takes up most of your time now, though? It does. The group and yeah, doing my own cosplays, it it's just I you know even with twenty admins, it's difficult to make sure that everything gets done in a timely fashion and that everything's in order without it getting messed up. Um, there have been times when reservations have been canceled or not put in right, or you know things go wrong. A convention didn't send me the load in information or what have you, but it all gets wa- worked out in the wash. Um, right. It's nothing that I really stress, quote unquote, over, but it, it's always on the back of my mind, like. I got to make sure this is done right because these are my people. These are my orklings. I got to make sure that they're, <laughs> you know, taken care of because if they're not taken care of, then who's going to take care of them? Sure. You know? No, that's, I mean, that's awesome. So I know it, it seems like you don't like the, what's, what's your favorite questions. So I'm going to ask you another one. Sure. Well, <laughs> what's I, what's I, your, I what's your that. favorite convention that you've been to? Oh man. I have to say I've got two and they're both for different reasons. Okay. Went to dragon con. Loved it because every, that's every Atlanta, cosplayer right? I know seems to love Dragon. Is that in Con. Atlanta? It is in Atlanta, and it's because it goes twenty four seven for like four days straight, and you wow. can do whatever you want to do. Like as far as if you want to do panels, you can do panels. If you want to go shop the merch, you can go shop the merch. You can go do cosplay parties. You can go to a rave. You can go hang out on the floor with all the cosplayers. It's just insane, and it doesn't matter if it's two in the morning or. Two in the afternoon. It, it so is Dragon crazy. Con's focus cosplay, or what is? It is a everything. Okay. Um, actually, I believe I want to say Dragon Con started as a board game convention. Okay, because the only the only people that I know that ever talk about it are all cosplayers. Well, the thing is, it turned into sure. this huge kind of cosplay meetup. Every yeah. it was kind of a central point for anybody in the country to mm-hmm. go to, and you've got all aspects of cosplay, whether it's somebody in a speedo or if it's somebody in a giant suit of foam armor. You know, I'm surprised that Louisville doesn't have that because you're talking about central. Like it Louisville, Kentucky is very centralized at least to the east coast, you know. Well, shit. There's I mean, I mean 2 hours in Indianapolis, 3 hours in Nashville, right? right. Or two, there, what is this? It's like 3, isn't and it? And that's kind yeah, of That's about 3 hours to Nashville. Yeah, 2 hours That's Cincinnati. kind of what makes Orcs what it is because yeah. we cover Indiana, Tennessee, Ohio, West Virginia and Kentucky. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think uh, you're right, Chris. It's kind of weird that we don't have. I mean, I know. So a lot of the the conventions for, for that I deal with for work. I mean, some of the the ICE, which is like the like construction expo, basically. Like that's one of the biggest in in the country, mm-hmm. and it's here in Louisville. Why? Yeah. Because it's right in the middle Central. of the country. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, so, UPS is here for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my goal next year is going to be to get to Illinois, more Indiana cons, um, Missouri, um, to kind of fill up that sort of like the rest of the Midwest and and kind of expand our reach. You should go to Celebration with us next year. I'm going. I have tickets. And I will be staying at the Pineapple Elise. All right. We'll be there, man. Yeah, we'll we will be yeah, there come, too. Come hang out Whether we got to sleep on the streets or not. But oh my god! <laughs> I know. Not. I hope not. We Chicago keep, is. We dark, keep forgetting brother. that. We keep forgetting to freaking get our hotel. Like we'll talk oh, about it, and we haven't set it um, up. So actually, if you guys don't have a place to stay, I'm actually I think a couple of people are looking for roommates. So that's another great thing about you know cosplayers is they're willing to share their room. Yep. So if yep. you guys need a place to Sweet. crash, just hit up the group and be like, hey, anybody got room at celebration? We'll split the cost. Yeah, we need to get our tickets probably first too. Yeah. 
I hope there's some left. I mean, I'm sure there has to be. I, it, the weekend ones, I know for a fact, are sold out. But the single day probably sells out. You so think the, the, the whole weekend is sold out? The whole weekend one is sold out for sure. Uh-oh. But, really? Yeah. yeah. So, so now it's down so, to dailies. Now, but you guys might be able to get press passes because um, hmm. you can go through the website and they have a um, vendor application. Okay. And you would just put in there that you're a podcast, you want to do press present and submit. We will be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Especially yeah. if there's none, none left for the weekend. So yeah. so you could buy daily passes for Saturday and Sunday. You yeah. just couldn't buy the weekend pass? Well, it's four days, I think. Yeah. I yeah, want to, yeah. I want to say it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but yeah, that yeah, it'd be all way more expensive. passes. I'd be more expensive, but it's still possible to get tickets, is my yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, usually, usually you're talking about like three times the price if you do it do it that way. Yeah. Well, I will submit our podcast <laughs> press pass applications tomorrow. Um, and, them or we, tonight, and we'll see if we can get that yeah. sorted out. Yeah. Do you know what? I've never dealt with that at a convention. I mean, obviously, with SuperCon, it's a little different because we're local. I just didn't yeah. know if there's some criteria for, for you know, if they want it to be so big. or. I to, think as long as you have a following and you can prove that, um, you know. Most yeah, I mean, we've got a Facebook be, group with 5,000 people. In yeah, there, I'm <laughs> pretty sure they're going to be pretty accepting of, you know, somebody that's got our status quo. So, yeah, you know, it's, well, we'll it's not like we're small. So. <laughs> I, well, I like to think that we're doing all right, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited for, for celebration. Um, that was my first convention with celebration three. And then I've also been to celebration five. Um, and I, I think that's pretty, that's the extent of my convention going. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. We totally got off track there. Yep. Um, my other favorite convention is going to be Cincinnati Comic. Okay. Um, or Cincinnati Comic Expo, rather. Um, Expo, I want to say it's five or six years, but I've gone the last three. Um, we've kind of turned that into our new home con because we didn't really have anything here. Um, hopefully that changes. Hopefully that does change. Yeah, I, would, I would really like to see uh, SuperCon become a legitimate thing uh, for years to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we are hoping and looking forward to. Um but yeah, Cincy was an awesome experience because it brought everybody together and we started doing these kind of like orcs anniversary parties or orcs bashes. Uh, and we had like a pajama party one night <laughs> and then we went to the 16-bit arcade bar the next night and had an actual like birthday celebration for orcs. Oh, wow. So what we do is we'll put everybody's name on a cake for their birthday but it also has the orcs logo in the middle because it celebrates our anniversary for yeah that's pretty cool orcs. Yeah. that's awesome so, so how so i guess since 2015 mm-hmm. so you're three years old yep that's awesome man um i've never been to the cincinnati i'm actually from northern kentucky so i'm surprised that it, how long has that been going you said it's recent that's probably I, I, why yeah like i said i think it's like five six years yeah that's probably like why that. i haven't been then yeah um but yeah I want to start. We we both Chris both and I both need to start and want to start going to more conventions. I know we're, yeah, we're planning on also going to Adepticon next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, the gaming uh, convention. Yeah, which yeah. is also up in in uh, Schaumburg, which is just north of uh, Chicago. Okay. Um, in Gen Con, we probably need to go. I mean, why? Yeah, why? I think we, we we definitely need to go to Gen Con. Well, it's too damn close not to go. Right. Know? Let's be real, <clears> especially <throat> when you consider the size of it. I mean, it's just it's massive. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> 
So Dragon Con would also be cool. Do we know what time of the year that is? It's always on Labor Day weekend. Okay. So that's that would be after celebration? So that's what, August? Yes. Uh, yeah, end yeah. of August, yeah. beginning okay. of September. So, I mean, First weekend of September, I believe. Yeah, that put that one. I mean, we shit. I mean, if we can get press passes and cut our expenses like that. Yeah, Gen Con, Gen Con and uh, Dragon Con are going to be pretty close together. Because I think Gen Con is always the last weekend of August or something like that. Like, it's it's somewhere around that time frame. August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, especially if we can get. I mean, if we can get press passes, I mean, I can go to pretty much, <laughs> you know, any of these. I don't know. Um, we just got to pay for a hotel. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a yeah, huge I mean, expense. Really, Gen Con. I mean, we can almost drive home. I mean, if it really came. To, I mean, I don't want to. I'm just. Yeah, saying, I don't but, know, I mean, Chris. I mean, you can drive home. My ass will sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what is your favorite thing about a convention? I know we keep asking you what your favorite is, and you don't like to no, pick. So I'm going to keep making you no, pick. I, I can definitely tell you the answer to this one. My favorite thing about a convention is the cosplay. Sure. By far which i guess makes sense it, it is it's and that's what a bunch of nerds of, i know right <laughs> i'm totally cool with it um i, I will wear my nerd badge proudly um do you have a nerd, nerd. t-shirt uh yes all yes, right i do I'd like to hear that but yes um that that sense of community and being able to go and tell people that their costume is awesome and tell them what you love about it uh, that's that's my favorite thing that I can yeah mention. No, that's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I haven't been to a convention outside of but a a. They've both been Star Wars conventions, so the five hundred first was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I haven't been to a convention where there's been like a more of a modern cosplay element. So I'm really looking forward to SuperCon to being able to see that in person because I've seen plenty of the pictures. It's gonna blow your mind. I know, and, and I'm sure it will. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to talking to those people. I mean, Chris and I are going to be walking around doing interviews and, and taking pictures and video and doing all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm I'm super excited because you know it's one of those things where you see pictures online all the time, but I'm 100 percent sure that it does not do it justice. So you think about that people go to conventions a lot because of celebrities. Well, the celebrities for me are the cosplayers. Sure, by far, I, I could care less if. Chris Hemsworth is there. I would I rather be, go see I somebody. Be Chris Hemsworth. Well, <laughs> you would. Um, I'd rather see somebody dressed up as Chris Hemsworth um, and and trying to do their rendition of Thor. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that makes sense. You know, and Chris and I talked when we talked about this, like what we like about conventions. We had a whole podcast episode kind of about that. Um, and and for for us, if I recall correctly, what we kind of talked about was. It's we weren't so hot on the celebrities either. Like I've never stood in line for an autograph. Um, I, I just I, I'm not paying you money to sign something. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I love the environment and the people. Absolutely. And there's no better feeling than being in a in a in a convention center with thousands of people that and you're all there to celebrate your love of something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know, for you that you you share in the cosplay element of that. For me, you know, if we go to Gen Con, it might be some game or, or whatever. But like the idea that you know you can all get together and kind of share that interest and, and just forget about everything else. And that's what it, that's everybody that's there is doing the same thing. And that's the great part about Supercon from what I'm seeing. I mean, of course this is going to be an inaugural year for Louisville, but from what I'm seeing from their other conventions is they put that aspect, whether it be gaming or cosplay or you like panels or this or that, they have it all. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can do absolutely. whatever you want to do. Like normal cons. I see close a date. Supercon, it's two two a.m. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm yeah. like, man, there's gonna be fun stuff to do. I don't know how I'm gonna control myself. Two a.m. 
That's yeah, crazy. That's pretty nuts. Um, <laughs> I will not be there till two a.m. <laughs> bet, 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 bet. Um, so you said you're going to have like eight panels. We're going to have seven panels. Seven. Okay, I was yeah, close. It was close. Um, seven panels. Uh, we're going to have a over forty cosplay for people who are over the age of forty. Um, so just just so I'm curious, like what what what's the topic of discussion there? So um, I mean, what what's why why is why is that a specific so demographic? Why this was important to us is because we do have a lot of people that are older and they're like, I'm too old to cosplay. Sure. So you just kind of want to encourage them? Oh, definitely. This is an encouragement panel. Okay, that's um, why I was curious. I was like, it doesn't seem like a person over forty would need different advice on how to make costumes than someone that's less. But from a, from a you know just an encouragement group, what's what's it like? You know that kind of thing. It makes perfect sense. Exactly, and and you get a lot of people out there, and it's a younger demographic of cosplayers. Yeah. So, and going out and encouraging these older uh, generations to to do what you love and share that with you is something I think is irreplaceable. Sure, absolutely. So that, that's a cool one. So that we got that. Yeah, and then we're gonna do a female empowerment. Oh, um, that's a good one. Yeah. So that way, you know, these younger girls, they they. Feel like they need to do a sexy cosplay to be relevant, and yeah, it's a lot sucks. of what you. It's a lot of what you see, but we're gonna have women that are there that are all ages, all sizes, you know, different uh, races, and it's gonna be how to make yourself feel good in your cosplay, cosplay. doing what you want to do, exactly. right? Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Awesome. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks as long as you are having fun. Now, is so. your fiance gonna sit in on that panel? She is gonna. That's sit awesome. On that panel, I kind of so. figure, but that's yeah. that's really cool. I mean. I think the well, so so far what I've heard is it's really cool because you're not striking like the typical here's how you build this which I'm sure you're going to do some of that too. We are we have a cosplay 101 and a cosplay 102 panel so that's going to cover the building aspects of how to get started, uh, how to do advanced techniques, but it's also going to cover cause positivity and you know you know loving on your community. Yeah, um, and it's also going to cover you know questions about orcs. Like if you have questions about what we do. We'll be able to answer those for you sure. in our cosplay one-on-one panel. So yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that I mean, from you know, we'll, we'll keep going through the list, but you're not only going to let's you know, it's good to see that stuff hands-on, like how to build your cosplay. But like, yep. you could probably find the same information online. Absolutely, you can watch YouTube videos. But it's good to hear it from other people. But I'm I'm glad to hear that you guys are also taking the time to like let's explore topics that maybe aren't being discussed. Correct, mm-hmm. and that maybe people are curious. You know, maybe there's somebody out there that's a young female doesn't want to do some sexy cosplay, but that's all that she sees in social media, and she feels like if she's not going to do that, it's not going to matter. So by having that panel, you know, you're you're fixing that problem, and I really like to see that when we t- try and tackle these social aspects of a lot of this stuff that no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. think that's really cool. Um, so you've got Cosplay 102, Cosplay 101. You've got the f- Cosplayers Over 40, Female Empowerment. What else? We have um, Sewing 101. No, that's... You need to take that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, <laughs> I will be in the audience. I will be in the audience learning uh, what they can offer via um, a, you know, a voice tutorial. Um, that's <laughs> basically what's going to happen. And I think a lot of this is going to be answering questions from the audience. We want to know what they want to know because that's the person that you're trying to, to teach. Um, we're going to ask the audience questions and then we'll kind of, we'll have, you know, a set set of topics, but we'll delve into the world that they want us to delve into. So that way they learn what they want to learn it's interactive it's not going to be something that's going to be boring like okay kids today in sewing 101 we're going to learn the straight stitch that I'm sounds like, exactly <laughs> what i want to be doing yeah exactly <laughs> exactly see uh, you know there's always that guy um it's chris it's always chris uh 
but yeah, we're going to be doing sewing 101. We're also going to be doing a foam smithing uh, panel, which is going to... I might sit on that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So that way you can learn how to build armor and learn how to put stuff together and learn about the different cuts. And you can ask all the questions that you want. So, uh, And then the last panel is actually going to be a good one, too, for you guys, if you'd like. Um, cosplay on a budget. Mm. So how to make a cosplay for less than a set amount of money. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And Th- those are all really good topics. I mean, I think you guys have done a really good job of probably capturing, you know, the real, the basic stuff that every, if people want to go sit in a cosplay con like panel, they want to know how to build stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're covering that, but you're also covering, like, if I were to think of like, if I went to a cosplay website and there's a, a fact, you know, for frequently asked questions, like that's what you're covering. Right. <laughs> you know, so it would, exactly. So I think you guys are doing a great job. It's probably because you guys get these questions all the time. So you know what people want to know. And you know what? People say, I know you've answered this a million times. Guess what? I'll answer it two million more. I do not care. I will. I'm the same way. I've never understood the attitude of, you know, I, there's nothing that bugs me more when I go to a forum or a Facebook group or some internet resource. Read the FAQ. Read the FAQ. Use the search feature. It's like, damn it, if you know the freaking answer... Tell them. Just tell them. Right. Yeah. Like, get off your high horse. Someone, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't do their due diligence, but a lot of times when I feel like posting a question, I'm discouraged because I'm like, somebody's going to tell me to fucking use a search button. Right. And I've just spent the last 30 minutes digging around this website. Not finding the answer. Not finding what I'm looking for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I know someone's going to tell me to search, so I don't even bother sometimes. Um, So I think, you know, um, I I love that attitude that you have, like, just keep asking questions. I don't care if I've had to tell the person before you and I have to tell the person after you. I'll tell you the same thing. Because you you have it, you know. I'm the same person. I, I, if you have a question and I have the answer, I'll tell you exactly. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Did you go to this website?" Yes, the cheapest you contacts know I mean? do come from HoneyColor.com. Yeah, <laughs> to HoneyColor, if you're listening, uh, we, you know, we need a little cut here. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, so? HoneyColor? Yeah, HoneyColor is fantastic. They're, they're, yeah, they have. Well, that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, HoneyColor is fantastic. If you, uh, I highly recommend getting an eye exam before you order anything, of course, because you got to make sure your eyes appropriate to wear contacts. Um, really? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You, if some people have uh, lower astigmatisms and they can't wear contacts. So hmm. definitely check with your eye doctor before you stick anything in your eyeball. Um, I don't know that I could do that anyway. I'm not doing It's that. difficult. Nope. Uh, there's nope, a learning sir. curve. There's a learning curve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine. I see like my friends. I remember I lived in college with some people that, that <laughs> wore contacts. I'm just seeing them putting them in. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? That Ace Ventura <laughs> moment. It's like, your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot totally about that, but that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um, I'm glad somebody else likes Ace Ventura. It's classic. That's yeah. right. Chicago. <laughs> um, Alrighty then. So you've got the panels, you've got the <laughs> ER station. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, we're going to be actually attending uh, both of the after parties, the 90s themed party. Um, we're going to be there. I didn't uh, even know there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the 90s prom on Friday night, and then Saturday is Sithmas, oh, which God damn you it. guys are going to love. You will so be there Saturday, until 2 o'clock. I uh, guess Saturday is the day that I'm going to wear the costume. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so until, um, Sithmas one, is the mashup of the word Sith and Christmas. So sure. um, come in your Christmas and or Star Wars. Or both theme, somehow. Or both. You'll see mine. Yeah. You, you, oh, okay. You'll, so he's got he's got Chris, plans. You'll like it. Um, <laughs> San, but, Santa Calo. Um, similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a surprise, but you'll love it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to be there as kind of atmosphere for everybody to, you know, come and help the cosplayers that are wearing their costumes to the hot 
dance floor. <laughs> yeah, geez, I can't even imagine. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I guess I'll just take pictures and video. Yeah. So the '90s. I think I'm. I will. I'll go ahead and delve in and give you a little bit of it. We're gonna do Tony uh, Soprano and Carmela. That's good. Awesome. So it should be. Yeah, a lot you got of fun. the I love man. Some you, sopranos, yeah. man. That's some good shit. And one day you I need guys, to watch that again. you guys are gonna it's owe not, me a favor. It's not easy to watch again, though. It's, like I, it's hard. I don't know. man. I loved it back in you know back in the early. 2000s, I watched it just to, honestly. I'll be. I hadn't watched it for the first time until a couple years ago. So I don't I know tried, that it I tried would to do the rewatch same it like last year. I think it was. You I, had, do it? I had HBO Go, um, and you know, because Game of Thrones was over, and I was using HBO. And I was like, well, I guess I might as well watch something. I just couldn't get back into it. Like, I don't it know is what a little slow. About. I think that may be part of it. Yeah. It's a little slow, and like some parts are like just like, damn, how did I overlook that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah, but no, uh, I love stories. That's that's a good uh, that's a good nineties thing though. That that might yeah. be a little easier to do. Um, hmm. I don't know. Did that start in the nineties? Yeah, when, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah, that was the end of You're the cutting 90s, it close. There. Yeah, we were cutting it close, but <laughs> by damn that first season, it was magical. <laughs> so that's uh, a pretty good idea. I'll, yeah, um, I was a '90s kid. Does that work? Yeah, that totally works. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so what? Are you, so what are you going to dress up? And that's as, and that's I'll the, just that's dress up cool as myself. No, as a kid, you don't have to dress up if you don't want to. Um, we, uh, as a group, we always say you don't have to dress up, but we highly encourage. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it would. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it makes everything fun. Um, you know, so, we had some some parties in college. Even we, I mean, our biggest. My fraternity's biggest party in college was '80s party. So I mean, yeah. hell, half the kids didn't even exist in the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, at the, by the time I was coming through, so. Um, but it, it was always, and it wasn't anything crazy. It's not like you weren't dressing up as anything special, but just to go to a thrift store and buy some crazy, like neon windbreakers or some acid wash jeans or something. Listen, you know? man, these parachute pants, these parachute pants right here. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't anything crazy. Like you weren't dressing up a lot, but just yeah. like that small little bit of getting in, into a, a small character, mm-hmm. even you know, yeah. and listening to 80s music for a week before that, and it was just you know, it changed your you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I think. And then, like, a year later, you're like, wake me up before you go. Oh, no! Stop! Stop! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Christmas and, and dressing up and stuff like that, do you want to mention the toy drive that we're, we're Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah, which, we'd um, love to see you there. But yeah, that's, actually, why I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we are partnering um, with Rec Bar, uh, which is obviously one of our bigger partners. Uh, but every year, they a group of people, uh, Tony, the guy that, one of the guys that owns Rec Bar, mm-hmm. and one of his good friends, Rocky put on a toy drive and it is the second largest I think you said yeah, toy drive saying. in the state awesome um, so it's on December 7th um, they basically at the door you can donate five bucks or you can bring an unwrapped toy um, and it's just kind of like a big party and that you know they they donate to a bunch of local charities they do do some toys for tots but uh, you know they i thought it was really cool that they're trying to distribute the love right like they're not just well here's cosair here's a bunch of toys and that's a great thing about our group too is not only do we do the comic conventions but we do do charity work do 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 yeah we do charity work also um <laughs> and go out and you know uh, we have a group we work with called Kentucky Heroes. They go to Cozair and dress up. Uh, yeah, I think done, I've seen some vi- a video and stuff like that of those guys. We've done March of Dimes, um, dressed up for them before. Uh, we did a, uh, we actually did kind of our own. Uh, our guy Joe Parrish, he ran one in Frankfurt called Comic Con for a Cause. And it was for a guy who was trying to get a heart transplant. So uh, we've done several charities and 
definitely don't mind coming out for something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's December seventh, and the th- you know obviously it's got a Christmas theme, but uh, they're doing you know the ugly Christmas or or nice Christmas shirt, I guess. Yeah, they, they just said your, your sweater. Be- the, the criteria was best Christmas outfit. So yeah. so they're giving away a fifty dollars rec bar gift card to the to the person I guess that has the best outfit. So you guys might have a leg up on people because yeah. you've got some experience making some outfits. That's true. Yeah, it's time to bust out that hot glue gun. That's right. right. <laughs> Hang on, let me get this fur out. Oh, it's all stick to me. Oh, it might time. make it better. That's right. But yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're really happy to be a part of something like that. Um, it means a lot that they asked us to be a yeah, part of it absolutely. and to kind of help help grow the event a little bit. Um, so we, you know, we'd love for you guys to to be a part of it too. Sure. Um, there's going to be live music. Um, I think everybody that donates gets happy hour drink specials. Um, and uh, you know, it's, I don't know if you've been to Rec Bar much, but you know, he's talking about six bit, sixteen bit arcade up in Cincinnati. It's not too different from that. Yeah, that's it's very similar. Yeah, uh, we've uh, we've been to Rec Bar a few times. I mean, their food is. Awesome. Yep, it, absolutely. Um, so yeah, and anybody in the group that's listening to this, uh, if you haven't seen the post in the group yet, just check it out. It's all the details there. Um, but we're going to be making a big push to have a big turnout from our group. I know. So um, I look forward to it. I think I, I just. It, the fact that they're donating to local charities, not just the big national organizations, really mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Um, you know, because I think that's sometimes those people get overlooked. Yeah, they, they're saying that they're adopting some families too. Yeah, well, that's the is, thing is you got you know places like Home of the Innocents that's local to here, and you've got these children that have no parents and they're stuck in this awful system, and it just loops back around over and over and over again for a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we're trying to make make their day a little brighter, you know. Exactly. Um, and if it means donating some toys, I mean, that's the least I feel like I could do. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just we'll pass. It. Maybe Aaron might have already posted it in your group, and if he hasn't, I will. It's a possibility. If not, we can definitely collaborate and make sure that it, we got one for each group. So yeah, just so everybody knows about it, and just get the visibility. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, that was thanks for bringing that up, Chris. I was going to forget. Um, That's what I'm here for <laughs> yeah. So also this week, uh, we'll, we weekend we'll be at uh, Hideaway Saloon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, also great local. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've got you know video games, which I don't. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, so I, if you guys have been out, I have been there one time. I think yeah. I'm not a much of a bar guy, so yeah. um, it's not really my shtick. But <laughs> um, but if you are a bar person, you know, feel free to come out or a video out. gamer. I, yeah, I mean, that's really what they're all about at Hideaway. So um, I know they have like Smash tournaments on the regular. Yep. So it's a cool place, definitely. Yeah, um, so we'll be there this weekend if you guys want to come. And then Chris and I didn't make it to play Magic uh, this Monday, uh, unfortunately. We yeah, had, we were talking about the Cardinal. Uh, yeah, we usually are there every Monday, and I had to, to cancel because Chris and I had to go have a meeting for this toy drive. So And that's the thing, man. It's like we just we all forget we get so busy with our lives, and then we're like, oh, crap, we got like 20 things that we got to do on the same day. Yeah, yeah. it just doesn't always work. Um, so hopefully we'll be at Cardinal this Monday. Yeah, I definitely plan to be there. This yeah, because it's been like, I feel like it's been like two weeks, but... We were there last week, weren't were we? Were we? Yeah. yeah you, we you, you got salty and went home early, that's right. I didn't get salty. I was tired, man. He, look, at he, he was salty. I was tired. Listen, we all get old, Chris. <laughs> Mondays are just... Mondays are tough for me, because like, I, I struggle to go back to sleep like at a reasonable hour... And then, you know, you're back to work. And, and then he comes and gets beat up on in Magic. And, and I, it's like, uh, shit, I just need to go home. Oh, sorry, guys. Gotta go. Then people <laughs> troll me playing Magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you if you ever want to come out, too, we'd be more than happy to have you and, and teach yeah. you and give you some. We've got plenty of decks. So you don't have to worry about buying anything. Man, I was um, about to say, it's been years I have to... 
go back and pile the deck. No, no you, you don't have to buy stuff, anything. Oh, yeah, got we've stuff got plenty. Play, yeah, and tell, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. If you know anybody else that's thinking about getting into it, let them know. I mean, that's that's the whole point of that event is so that people can come play without the pressure of having to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. Because yeah. I know how it is to, like, want to do something, but you don't want to invest a bunch of money in something you've never done before. We're supposed to be working with Cardinal coming up here, too. I, I know they asked us a lot about um, getting cosplay items. Yeah. Uh, I, I know they're still looking into that, and they're still wanting to do that for a local cosplayer, so it may be a source that you can actually buy, like, foam and That'd be sweet. blah and stuff like that in the future um, whenever we get past the Christmas holiday season, and I'm not so yeah, busy. I know. This uh, has been, like, I know. I feel like the next, like, month and a half is just going to be nuts. It's a really small world because Cardinal is right around the corner for me. Uh, ended up meeting with some other people of the community. Um Louisville anime community. Yeah. Uh, good people there. Um, they they kind of linked me up with Cardinal. Cardinal got kind of my feedback on where they went with cosplay. And actually, funny enough, one of the guys in the group saw that I went to Cardinal and he is a sign maker. So mm. he sold Cardinal their sign. So really? It's a small That's pretty world, cool. Man. It's a nice sign. Tell him, tell him you did a good job. Nice yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, man, just, uh, just, you know, and if you hear anybody that's looking to play Magic, we're trying to just promote Cardinal as much as we can because they do a lot for us and, and they're good they friends of ours yeah and they're they're probably one of the closest um almost like uh, video game uh, exchange places that are local yeah um, yeah really yeah man it's it's hard to find places that don't want to give you a decent price for your used video games so oh yeah they, i mean you know they have a lot of competition with gamestop i mean they, you know trades trade-ins they can't always do a ton right but i mean they make it a point to like we will give you a better price than what they'll give mm-hmm. what they'll give you at those big box stores. Exactly. Um, and, and the best, the best, my favorite part about their video game selection is you're not going to find the shit that they have at Cardinal at a GameStop. Yeah. Just not going to happen. Especially mm-hmm. with those old, that's what hard I'm saying. To find games. Yeah. If you want to go buy a Super Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, you're not doing that at GameStop. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just not going to happen. Exactly. Um, so yeah, oh, it's it's kind of like hard. It's it's like always a walk down memory lane sometimes when you go look at their video game selection because you're like they really only have one competitor in that field. I'm, well, I'll leave that unmentioned, but uh, that that other place, it's hard to find anything there too. Yep. Just because people are are hawking it. Yep. I 100 man. I agree. So they do a great job of keeping a good inventory, and they're always willing to give you a fair price. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah, I guess we've never really talked about the, a ton about the video game aspect of Cardinal, but no, we haven't. We, really. Mason talked a little bit about it, but mm-hmm. uh, and Zach talked a little bit about it too when I had him on the show. But um, they're more than just a card shop. They are. Yeah, I think they just do the cards because like they like to play the cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, gonna be awesome if we had the <laughs> sweet place we could go play cards all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I, never, I hardly ever see them playing. Like they, they've got the store. But they they hardly they ever have to play run, with us. They have well, to run things. We uh, Chase yeah, Chase we just built a deck, uh, a magic deck. Yeah, so let's get them get them on the field. I know. I need. I'm going to message him. But you better be there Monday. Monday. Um. But anyways. So oh, do now. you have anything else for for Ryan? I do not because I have homework to do. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off? Um. Yeah. Just uh, make sure if you have any questions or need anything cosplay related, come see us at Orcs. Um. You can find us at uh, OhioRiverValleyCosplayers.com, which is just links to our Facebook, sure. Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. Check out the cosplay couple. Of course, we post a lot of our progress there. We also do live demos. We did oh, an cool. Instamorph demo of how we did the tests for the orcs. Oh, sweet. Um. So we always try and keep you updated there with stuff that we're doing on a personal level instead of being you know swarmed in the group um and then 
look keep a lookout at our calendars for all the conventions and charity events and other events that we're going to be at well sweet man we really appreciate you coming out yeah i'm glad you um, could be here yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun i had a good um, time you guys it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun it, it was really easy to talk i didn't feel like i was you know like gonna be like dee, 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 dee. no <laughs> no i mean I get, like i told you when we were messaging before and i'm like look we get three nerds in a room man it's usually a pretty easy conversation oh, so yeah. um but we really appreciate your time i'm looking forward to seeing the stuff at supercon um i'm probably gonna you know make it a point to be at your booth and have you maybe show us the ropes a little bit about what people are doing and kind of you know we're going to be there taking video and pictures so we'll want to mm-hmm. probably get an interview with you there in costume okay um you're gonna be in multiple costumes multiple days yeah I'll, then we'll have I'll to get have multiple a, man i'll have ghost rider on friday i'll have the orcs on saturday and then on sunday we'll be bringing out lily and herman monster Sweet. Awesome. And then, of course, the parties will have different, different costumes. Too. Man, you've got so seven costumes uh, or five. So do you have five room total. in your closet for uh, real clothes? No. <laughs> uh, actually, we have an upstairs attic, and it's all dedicated to costumes and clothes. That's and awesome. That's sweet. It's nice, but, man, it's like sometimes you're like, oh, i got to go put everything back now. There's just, <laughs> there's just crickets up in my yeah. attic. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks again, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Um, and you have anything, Chris? No, I'm good. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe. If uh, yeah, subscribe. Uh, oh, we're on Spotify. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. If you guys are listening to this and you're not listening on Spotify, we are on Spotify now. So if you don't like the app you're currently listening to this on, you can switch to Spotify. Um, if you guys want to do that, don't forget to follow us. Uh, you can also uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. That makes a big difference for us. We really appreciate you guys that do that. Um, maybe we should do a giveaway or something. Give somebody a T-shirt or something for people that will rate and review the show. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. that on next one. Yeah, next one. We'll, we'll come up with something like that. Next one's going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll probably still do a show. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, because it's Wednesday. We'll still do it. Um, I'm thinking my other podcast, we normally record on Thursdays. I'm like, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll talk about a giveaway next weekend, guys, um, for all you guys that support us because we really appreciate it. And um, if you guys have any questions, you can email them to us at a nerd like me media at gmail dot com. I need to get that button. Yeah. Aaron saying that. Need the button, <laughs> just click the button. Well, because Aaron always he when we first started recording the podcast, you know, this is a little inside thing you probably don't know. So he would always say that. Like he every chance he got. every chance he got would always say you can send us your comments feedback at and heard like me media at gmail dot com and then when every time he comes back on the podcast he still makes a point to say it so I'm like I need on the soundboard an air a voice Aaron that I can just push push the button um, so I need to get that done but thanks guys we really do appreciate your support um, check out Magic Monday. Uh, and sign up at the toy drive. If you see the event on the toy drive, make sure you tell you're interested or going or something so we can kind of gauge how many people might be coming. Yeah. And we'll be posting Please about come. that more. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And you'll hear more about that from us in the coming probably three weeks. Yeah. Um, but that's all we got for you this week, guys. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Thanks, guys.